Yeah, rehearsals only. <laughs> Action. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Getting Me Through Life and all the questions that I have using this podcast as a bridge to get my questions answered. I'm joined by <laughs> my lovely co-host, Brianna Short, and my not-so-lovely co-host, <laughs> Warren Ansel, who is the owner Ouch. of Proactive Health. And this is why I get paid more than you, Dan. <laughs> Fair call. <laughs> so, I thought we'd... I want to ask you guys a question to, just to get you to know you guys a bit better. Get a bit intimate, you know? If you guys weren't doing physio, what would you be doing? I'll start. <laughs> okay, let's since, since I'm getting nothing but crickets right now. <laughs> um, if I wasn't doing physio, I would most likely be an amateur chef on YouTube. Um, amateur being the key word here, guys. Yes. Well, How's that going to pay the bills? Stay humble. Good? Stay humble. You know. Um, I'll have you guys know that I'm a very good dumpling maker. My we mother, wouldn't know. You eat them all. Oh, that's so. That's so true. They're just too delicious. You know. Got to make sure each one is good for you guys. Dan's dumplings coming to a shop near you. <laughs> you know what was? I actually one day I'm going to set up a pop up store outside and sell dumplings. Mate, go for it. I love that. I re you know I reckon you should do it. Uh, country music when they do the cavalcade because it goes past here like all the trucks and all the all floats right. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have That'd one down cool. there on Peel Street. All right, noted. All right, Brie, what about you? Me, I would obviously either be a doctor or a Victoria's Secret model. I am the brains, the looks, and the humor behind this podcast, guys. Was. Mm. Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind being a Victoria's Secret model as well. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that I've done any research in that. Uh, oh, look, I think <laughs> in a perfect world, I would have joined the military or become a, a pilot in the military, maybe. Something like that. Mm. Mm. But uh, not to be when you wear Coke bottom glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Dan, what are we helping you with yeah, what's today? What's our topic today? Oh, thanks, guys. It's um, not puberty again, is it? <laughs> no, not today. Not today. I've got that question answered. It's all good. Um, Dr. Google answered that for me. <laughs> Come on, you had a picture book. We know. <laughs> Stop exposing me, guys. Um, okay, my question for you guys today is, it's your second day at working as a private practice new grad, mm -hmm. um, and how do you seem confident when you're really nervous inside and you're shaking your boots? How do you seem confident to your patients? Okay. Confidence. It's key in everything that we do as a physio. We have to be confident when we speak to people. We have to be confident when we're touching them. So I think I put a lot of trust in the four years, well, six years that I did at university. So I have confidence in my knowledge. But with that comes confidence in the things that I don't know. So I always... Well, even if I'm sitting on the edge, I'm 90% sure this is what's wrong with this person, I will seek verification. I'll go grab Warren, I'll go grab Jake, I'll go grab someone who has more experience than me to double check. I'll ask them for advice, sometimes I'll pull them into my patient with me, or I'll just ask like, this is what's going on, am I right thinking this? And I'll be like, yes, or no, you're an idiot, go back to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think... My confidence comes from knowing what I know and knowing what I don't know and knowing that I have a support network behind me for those days that I don't know stuff. Dan, can yeah. you agree with that? We've had the same new grad experience, really. Yes, absolutely. So I remember my first patient was a younger boy. Um, he came in and he had a suspected finger fracture from footy and he was in a, quite a great deal of pain and his dad was there too. And I remember being quite nervous, being like, oh, God, like freaking out, first patient ever. 
and um, and then suddenly I just thought, and like in this inner voice tells me, Dan, you've done your training, you've got this, don't panic, you'll be okay. So I went back to basics, checked my you know active range, and it was sore and blah blah blah. Had a little palpation and all that, and I was pretty sure that it could, it could have been broken. Um, so I, being my first patient, I still went to go check with my um, my boss was. And he came in, had a look and said, yeah, it's probably probably safe to go get an x-ray. So I, I wrote up the x-ray referral form and sent them off and it was all good. So sometimes when you're stressed and anxious through the roof, just go back to what you know. Go back to basics. Don't overcomplicate it. Mm. I think that's quite important and that's mm. my two cents of advice there. I second that. And also, as a great professor that we both know once said, when you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Shout out Newcastle Uni. Let's go. Oh, and also another thing I like to add is sometimes when I'm seeing a patient and I don't know what the problem is and I would like to seek some extra help, I always say to them, look, you are a doozy. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, so I'm just going to um, pop out and get another pair of eyes to have a look at, look at this. And I usually go to Woz. If Woz is busy, I'll go to some of my other colleagues who are also very happy to help. And the patients, they respect that, mm. that you go and ask for help rather than just give them a fluffy diagnosis and, and just try to get on with it, you know. So don't be afraid to ask for help because it's normal. And look, that never stops. You know, we've got another physio here. She's been a physio nearly as long as, as I have. But if it's a, a, an injury or an area that she doesn't have a strength in, she will, um, you know, she'll go find another physio on the team that has experience in that field uh, just to pick their brain. So I think it's important when you're, as a, when you're looking for a job as a new grad to look for somewhere that has those systems, those safety nets in place, whether it's a new grad position at a hospital, or a private practice setting like this, where there is options where you can go knock on doors. You know, we have our open door policy so that you guys can um, ask the more experienced physios for their perspective. And quite often it's, what I've found with a lot of new grads, it's not so much that they don't have a clue, it's more a case of I'm at a fork in the road, which fork should I take? You know, my assessment's taking me to this level, do I go down option A or option B? Um, and so sometimes it's just bouncing that idea off somebody and, and then the light bulb goes on and you go, yeah, well, yeah, of course, option A, and, da, 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 and away you go. So, and you're right, you know, you guys, Australian physios are really highly respected. Uh, your training is really, um, yeah, overseas Aussie physios often land jobs more than a lot of other countries because the training is really well respected um, and, uh, and admired. So I think have confidence but don't set yourself up for failure as well. Make sure you you um, check and, and double check, you know, yeah. particularly in the early days. Let's go back to that open door policy thing because that is what drew me to Proactive. So I received a lot of job offers at the end of last year. I was a bit overwhelmed with what they were going. My end goal was to always work at Proactive from the starting my placements last year it was always to end up here 
but I had mates on placement here and they spoke about this time when the new grad that was working there, Daniel Chang, had to go in and ask Warren <laughs> a question and Woz was always supportive. He never said, well, why the hell haven't you checked this? Like, isn't that the first thing you would do? Not he- in front of patients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was after. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that was what stood out to me against all other practices the most. So there was a time when I was tossing up between two and thank God I did not pick the other one. Um, but it was that open door policy, that support that I would always have someone there to have my back. Except for the women's health physios. They seem to always have a do not disturb sign on their door. What's yeah. the go with that? <laughs> Very uninviting. Trust me, there's really good reason for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah we've all been scarred. <laughs> Let's not talk about it in front of Daniel. Except me, I've still got my innocence with me, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, look, I think that's important to, you know, we, we talk, we've talked about earlier about how, you know, the average new grad stays in physio for seven years and then they, they go on the seven-year burnout. And I think a lot of that might be due to negative experiences in the first couple of years uh, where some organisations just flog the new grad and don't really care about their development. Um, and for me, I like to think about the long game, you know, I mean... You know, I, as a profession, I think you know physiotherapy has a lot to offer the community, and we've got to make sure that we do a really good job. And so, my philosophy in life has always been: I'm part of the problem or part of the solution. Mm-hmm. So, I either have an open door policy, and I help you guys get better, and not just me, but the other fantastic people on the team here that help you guys out. And then, what's part of the solution? So, when I'm an old fart in a nursing home, the physio that looks after me has got warm hands and a kind heart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got cold hands. What yeah. does that say? <clears throat> Brie, you are never visiting me in a nursing home on a professional basis. Um, whereas, or I could be part of the problem and just flog the new grad, which quite a few private practices do, uh, and some hospitals, to be honest. I've experienced that myself in a hospital situation where there hasn't been any support. Um, so I think, you know, have confidence in what you do, make sure there's a safety net, um, but also... Um, yeah, like Bree said, do your research and find a place that's going to match what you do and how you want to do it and help you become better at what you do. I mean, when you leave uni, there's always so much to learn, but don't forget you've spent four years learning. You actually have a lot of info smashed up into that brain of yours. One other thing I'd add is um, sometimes building the rapport with patients is often overlooked and it's very important. If you can have a good relationship with the patients, then it's like... Um, they are, you know, you talk to them as a human rather than as a, as a patient. Yeah. Um, and they, they respect that and you can often get a better outcome. Research says that if you have a better therapeutic alliance with your patients, they, they, they want to do the exercises, be more compliant with the exercises. And yeah, just upwards from there. So. So Dan, how are you feeling? Yeah, look guys, thank you so much. I am feeling so much more confident in my... So guys, disclaimer, it's Dan's second day on the job. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh, yeah. uh, Brie, he's um, been five. Um, oh, <laughs> oh <wow. alrighty. laughs> And on that note, I think we might just wrap things up there. Great idea. Thanks for listening, guys. No See worries. you next one. Bye. Bye.